Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you want to play PlayStation, you fucking play PlayStation. Hey nerds, can't get enough of Fallout at home? Check out the Fallout feed. Let's play series for something exciting. Extra Fallout action only at asapodcasting.com. going on gamers welcome to episode 41 of asa game talk we are asapodcasting.com's general gaming podcast where we talk about games besides skyrim and fallout usually i am your host for the day i am of course jeremy i will be flying solo uh, prior commitments have occupied everyone else so you are Stuck listening to me, and I am hoping to make this a relatively short one. Uh, not a ton has happened. Kind of the calm before the storm. We've got a little uh, audio feedback from Victor, so we're going to actually get into that first. And I will probably do what I typically do, stop it to comment if need be. So here is some feedback from Victor. Hello everyone. That plane going overhead is a World War II German Messerschmitt. And I am in game in Sniper Elite 4. So I thought I'd just talk briefly about this game. Um, I love this series and uh, this one is just a, a really great evolution of the series. Um, it's much more open world uh, than the last couple um, and has a lot more, oh, sort of, I don't know, options, I guess is the word to, to use. Uh, you can go pretty much anywhere on the map. It's not quite as linear as, as the last couple were. So, uh, you know, you you can move around. Uh, the, sto- the the objectives are still you know similar. You know, kill the general or whatever. Uh, but but the map itself, uh, they're they're much bigger than the old ones. 
Um, I, I forget what I heard somewhere. The, the smallest map is still three times bigger than the largest one in Sniper Elite 3 or something like that. I don't know. But it, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a pretty game. Um, if you've played the Sniper games before, you know what the controls are like. Uh, I find the, the third-person um, perspective a little awkward. Um, you, can, uh, you can't really use first-person in this game. It's really meant as a third-person shooter. Uh, the airplanes going overhead are, of course, if you're used to the sniper games, they're used as cover for your shots, or any noise you can you can use as cover for your, for your shots. Uh, so this is a, it's a great series of games. I've always played them on uh, what's known as either realistic or authentic mode. So uh, it's played without a HUD. Um, your your particularly your sniper sniper rifle is is very much uh, at the mercy of the elements, the wind and, and the distance and so on. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to play that way. They are wonderful to play on the, on the easier modes as well. And uh, this one is no exception. It's a lot of fun to just put the game on easy and just sort of, you know, shoot away. Um, so I would say if you like, if you've played Sniper before, um, I think you really love this one. It's it's a really great evolution, like I said. If you've never played a sniper game before, this is a great one to start with uh, because it's certainly more evolved than, than the other ones. Um, so uh, that would be, I would say, go ahead. If, you, if, you're, if you're really looking to spend $60 on a game that you can really sort of sink your teeth into, if you like stealth in particular, if you like sniping, um, it's, that's what this game is all about. It's all about stealth. It's all about care and and waiting and being patient um, and not just sort of dashing in with guns blazing. Uh, the sniper games are not about that at all. You can do that, of course. The, your character carries a, a machine gun, he carries a sniper rifle, and he carries a, a, a pistol, usually a silenced pistol. Um, you can use little rocks to distract your your uh, all the Nazis. Of course, that's what it's about. It's about killing Nazis, and who who doesn't love killing Nazis except maybe other Nazis? I don't know. Uh, so, uh, so I'd recommend it to anybody who who's looking to to spend some money on a AAA game uh, if they're in the in the uh, in the middle of something, not looking, don't have a PS4 or something. You don't want to. You're not going to be playing Horizon um, or any of the other new games that are coming out. Uh, this is a great option, so so um, highly recommended by me, uh, anyway. Uh, and uh, so, th and that's the first thing. So the, the second one, I don't want this to run along too long. Um, but my second game that I've that I've been playing recently is For Honor, and I I made a gushy kind of post on the face. Well, before he gets into the For Honor review, uh, giving his uh, stamp of approval is a uh, pretty big deal. He's got uh, very fine taste in games. So if you're into this type of game and it interests you, and Victor gives it the thumbs up, I think you're pretty safe to go on that one. Back to For Honor. Facebook group, uh, it is, uh, in a word, in my word anyway, and in, in my experience, awesome. I love it. Um, it is uh, it is exactly what you'd love if you're sort of, I think, like I said in there, if you like the, if you sort of like the combat in Skyrim, sword and shield, uh, or you know, big two-handed weapons, um, and uh, 
but you've always felt that even with combat mods, uh, it's kind of lacking in a lot of ways. And it is, you know, there's there's a lot of great things in the Skyrim combat. I know some people love to sneer at it, particularly the vanilla combat. But um, but with the right perk package and the right combat mods, it can be really quite challenging. Well, For Honor takes that to uh, another level because it, what it's all about is being uh, in combat and being in combat with weapons that you control in a very, very realistic way. So you're, you're controlling it. You, you should never play this game with, with the mouse and keyboard. It's meant to be played with a controller, and uh, even if you're using controller on your PC. So the right stick controls the direction that you either block or, or uh, attack from, and the left stick uh, controls your, you know, your movement and your, and your perspective, uh, and then the triggers uh, control what you're doing with those movements. So, in other words, if you're if you're attacking to the right and using uh, the right button one, the upper button, then you're doing a, a quick stroke, a quick strike. If you're using the lower button, you're doing a power strike. Um, and then, if you're, of course, if you're using uh, either one, whether it's an Xbox or a PS4 or whatever symbol it happens to be um, on the PS4 it's a square if you hit the square you can do a shield block uh, which is you know or a break as they call it uh, breaking the opponent's right um, uh, post um, you can also use that to to shove opponents off bridges and cliffs and things like that uh, it's all very realistic very much in the moment um, it's meant really to be played multiplayer, one-on-one, two-on-two, four-on-four. The single-player storyline campaign is fun. It's like a long tutorial. Um, it does have some issues. It's had some day one and day two and three and four or whatever um, connectivity issues. I think a lot of them are related to people who are trying to play on uh, consoles that are connected to their probably lower end wireless routers and uh, with um, you know maybe even old 802.11b or whatever uh, routers with perhaps you know not necessarily top tier internet and that can be this is a peer-to-peer -peer game if you know what that means I post a little I posted a little video on the Facebook page uh, it is it's a peer-to-peer -peer network so you have all some of the good things and a lot of the bad things that are inherent in that format or configuration. So it's mm, uh, it's been up and down for some people. I've had no issues. My son who plays it on PC has had zero issues, uh, but both of us have top-tier internet and high-end routers. So I don't know what to tell you uh, except that I love the game and I recommend it to anyone who's interested. So that's it for me for this week. Uh, those are the two games I'm playing, um, along with, as always, uh, my Skyrim uh, and a few other little things. So thanks for listening. Uh, <coughs> keep on gaming, folks, and uh, have fun, and maybe we'll talk to you next week live. That's it for me. All right. Big thank you to Victor for taking the time to send in a nice detailed audio feedback and of course if you want to send in some audio feedback just go to asa pod or uh just email to asagametalk at gmail.com uh the voice memo app on your phone works just fine doesn't have to be too fancy 
Uh, don't need a big setup. Just voice memo app or voice recorder app on your phone. Just email it to asagametalk at gmail.com. We'll uh, get that played on the air for you. So those are, that's the feedback for the week from Victor. A uh, couple things. Uh, first, little little Skyrim-related news. I was able to salvage Nadzler's game. Uh, just popped on to Skyrim one day on my Xbox and booted up into the mods, and it took me to to the uh, to the mod store or the yeah, whatever you want to call it, Bethesda.net, uh, which it didn't do for a couple weeks. So that has been saved. I have updated all mods that need updating. Of course, I downloaded a couple more because I'll never learn. But uh, I did not play. I just kind of updated everything while I could. Uh, I have decided that since I've missed one or two roundtables, I'm just going to bow out of the rest of this roundtable season um, and probably pick up the next one. But that also depends on upcoming games and my schedule and things like that. Um, let's see, I, I did play, while we're talking Skyrim and Fallout, uh, I did play a little bit of Fallout 4, I wanted to go to Nuka World, since I've never been, um, I have been in my Xbox version, I have gone over to the Nuka World Transit Center and cleared out those bosses, and I cannot remember the big boss's name, or I should say the enemies. I, I don't remember the boss's name over there. I'm sure you guys are screaming it at me. Uh, did that. Got out to, what was it, Fred or Frank or Willard or something. You talk to him. And then he uh, lets you get on the, or then you power up the tram. <coughs> and head on out to Nuka World. So I got to Nuka World. Um, I don't know if the arrival to Nuka World is relative to in-game time or if it is um just if it's a set time or if it's based on when you get in the transit station and leave because it was dusk going into night i believe when i got there i was really hoping to see more of the the park from the monorail or the tra i think it is monorail um i was kind of excited to see that that first look of the park and from the safety of the monorail, which, you know, I could see some of it, but it was a little dark and they don't give you a lot of, uh, vision options. You just, you can see out like one or two windows and of course there's a post in the middle. So you don't always get a clear view. Tr the monorail doesn't move extremely fast, but still, still moves to the point where you can't really see what you're hoping to see. Uh, and like I said, it was a little dark out, so I was hoping to get a little little more color, a little more vibrance, a little more life out of it. But got into the train, the transit station, the monorail station, and was introduced to the fucking gauntlet, which, oh, that's fucked up. Uh, I played it once and died, and I think I was, that was it, kind of the end of my gameplay for the night, so... I will pick that up again because I do want to dig back into Fallout 4 and Nuka World and 
Uh, especially with my PS4 character, who I think is level 70. High 60s, 70, possibly. Um, so, kind of getting back into that. But, of course, there's big stuff coming out. So, what I do today will probably not be reflected the same in a couple of weeks. Well, eight days, right? Yeah, eight, nine days. So, uh, but the, let's see what else. Big news, finally got my first Platinum. And, of course, it was in Division, which I think when I checked my game clock, I was at about 335, 36 hours to do it. Um, I had two trophies left to get yesterday, and they were kill 20 rogue agents and extract from all eight extraction points. I know I've talked about these before, but killing 20 rogue agents is essentially when you're in the dark zone, you can do... Everybody goes in there on their own, and you can go against the environment, or if you decide to take a few shots at another agent, so another player, and I think there's 24 on the server, so it's not huge. If you take another shot at a, another agent, you go rogue. <coughs> you get like two or three accidental hits, uh, and then you go rogue. So... I needed to kill, I think, 18 or so of them. I think I had two or three under my belt. And it's, you realize how not good you are at the game when you end up having to go after other players. Uh, the way I play is with a, a gear set that gives me a mod for ballistic shield that uses your SMG. So instead of your handgun, you have your SMG to use which is a ton of fun. It's a real tanky build. And I'm typically more of a tanky type player. I like to just get in there. I play with Andrew from work, who you heard a couple episodes ago, I think 36, 37. And <coughs> I like to just, I typically play by myself, or I played a lot by myself. So I like to just, especially with this tank build, with the defense gear set, four piece with the ballistic shield and SMG, I just get in there and just tank and just push forward and mow guys down. And it's a ton of fun. The only problem is when you're playing against other agents in the dark zone, the shield doesn't give you a lot of... Every time you stop moving with the shield, your or your, uh, your natural reaction with it in-game natural reaction is to set it down on the ground to kind of use it as, as cover. You know, it's probably four feet tall, five feet tall. So anytime you're basically rotating left or right real quick to try and find somebody, every time you stop, it puts the shield down. So it's a very unfluid motion. And I got my ass handed to me a few times uh, playing with a guy. Well, not playing with him. He was basically trolling what we were doing so he went rogue a couple of times I just couldn't kill him and I I uh, I threw the towel in I heard on my one of my kind of funny podcasts that you can go in so if you go in with somebody in a group they're they automatically join your server obviously or vice versa so then they're stuck on that server with you until you leave so what Andrew and I did, went in as a group, 
to the dark zone, just pick the low dark zone level checkpoint, went in, ungrouped, he went rogue on me, and then I killed him. And we did this over and over and over. And then as that happens, you get more uh, more people coming to where the, the action is happening. So a couple times we had to move. We had this, like I said, we had this one guy trolling us, um, trying to get in on the action. I think he was really just trying to get the same trophy. Uh, but we eventually were able to do it enough by running and hiding and uh, having him shoot me so I could kill him. And I was able to pop my, I believe it was I Am Law trophy, which is kill 20 rogue agents. Um, not really the way I had envisioned doing it, but after 330 some hours, you're kind of ready to just get the trophy. Uh, I didn't spend a lot of time in the dark zone because I am not a huge PVP player, contrary to things you're going to hear shortly. Uh, so did that, but, uh, my buddy Andrew had to jump off. So I went into the, I had a chat going on PlayStation messaging with a bunch of kind of funny best friends just put out there hey I'm looking for two extractions from the dark zone both in level in zone five anyone want to run right away I had a guy willing to run we got in got to the first checkpoint had the extraction rope put my bag on as I was putting the bag on another a rogue agent killed me son of a bitch this is going to be tough so we regrouped, or he killed both of us, not just me. So we regrouped, ran to the next uh, Area 5 checkpoint, extraction point, I'm sorry. Ran to the next Dark Zone 5 extraction point. You shoot up your flare gun, which calls in a helicopter for the extraction. Because anything you find in the Dark Zone, for those of you that haven't played, you have to extract via helicopter. And you have to shoot a flare up into the air to call the helicopter once you do that, all the enemies start to come towards you wherever they are. Not all of them, but a group of them will start to come towards you. And it also notifies every other player on the map, which you know is 24-person server, that, hey, an extraction just started at which area and by who, by whom, I guess it would be. So not only are you dealing with the the NPCs, you're also dealing with other players who could be there to try and steal your loot by cutting the rope or killing you and stealing it and then extracting. Or they're coming in to be friendly and extract also and to help you. Uh, I have seen people come in just to help, not even extract, and then they book. So uh, we got to the second one, like I said. Actually, I'm going to take a quick pause bit right here to move some audio files. All right, sorry about that. I didn't want to run into my bumpers. So we, we're back at the second area. Shoot our flare off. He shoots it off dead center of the, the extraction point. Typically, you shoot it off over to the side so it's not out in the open. You try and find something to take cover behind or that will cover you while you're extracting or putting your loot on the rope. Once you shoot the flare up, this is what I was getting at, and I sidetracked myself. You've got about a minute and a half until that chopper comes. <coughs> Excuse me. So not only 
or you're shooting the flare up, you also have an, a minute and a half, which is a long minute and a half. And then once the chopper gets there, I think it leaves the rope down for 30 or 45 seconds. <coughs> so you've got about a two or three minute window that you are hunkered down and defending yourself, defending your loot, holding off NPCs, holding off other players. Typically, typically if they come up and they're not rogue, you assume they're friendly by always keeping an eye on them. But if they extract and run, you know you're good. So it is very tense. It is a very cool experiment that they did with the Dark Zone, which if you listen to anything from Massive and Ubi, that was their intention was to do something pretty new, pretty different, uh, which I, I think they accomplished, you know, kind of a social experiment to see oh man, um, how people would interact with each other in that environment where you could be nice, you could be mean. Well, you know, I use very vague terms there. You could be, you know, friendly with each other or you could attack each other and make it just a big PVP area. So it, it is a very cool place to go. There's a lot of high-end loot, a lot of high-end enemies. Uh, it really tests you. It, it's a good test. But So we got that one extracted uh, with no problems. We had four, maybe five purple enemies which yellow is the highest so they weren't very difficult to dispatch we got rid of them pretty quick moved on to the uh went back to a safe room to get more ammo and then we went over to the point the first extraction point that we died at shot the extraction up uh, he had he obviously had played the dark zone a lot more than i have because he knew, hey, we can go up this crate, up to here, up to here, over this, up to this fence, or up this ladder, sorry, not a fence, and we can kind of hang out and wait for the, the extraction. So we hung out, watching for enemies, about 15 seconds, we started to move back down towards the rope, or the, the extraction point, got there, had a few enemies, got everything on the rope, fought off the enemies, started heading out of the extraction area and then my extraction trophy popped followed by my platinum which feels awesome to finally get uh, i was never a trophy guy as i've said before but i feel a game that i've put that much time into you know it's got to be close to 500 hours between all six of my characters on both consoles so i i beyond almost any game i've ever bought outside of fallout 4 i definitely feel i got my money worth and obviously a whole lot more kind of like Juan with eso that got thousands of hours into it so i really enjoyed uh, this is a nerdy sense of pride but I, you know a sense of pride to get it all most of it was legit you know the going rogue or killing my buddy multiple times was not it, it what what do they always say if the game lets you do it it can't be cheating so uh, so yeah i feel really good about that i, I really enjoy that now i kind of have a drive to go get my fallout 4 platinum which i'm one trophy away from fucking benevolent leader so that's what i'm kind of that's why i'm also kind of hoping to get a little nuka world in might be bouncing back and forth trying to get my i think red rockets up to 90 percent happiness 
So I'm I'm close. I'm close. I just you know, I know it's a patience game, so did that uh over the over Friday or over Friday on Friday. Uh wife and I celebrated an anniversary when we started dating. Uh she said, Hey, buy yourself a couple of games as an anniversary present because I'm not an easy guy to shop for. Uh so of course I pre-ordered Horizon, the digital deluxe edition, whatever that whatever that is, just include some bonus skins and stuff like that. Uh, but kind of cool. So I picked that up. I think it has a pack and different outfits. So I'm I'm okay with. I, I like that. You know, I'm really excited about Horizon. You know, as Victor and I spoke about last week, that's that's right on the horizon. No pun intended. Didn't even try to do that again. And the embargo lifts tomorrow. Yeah, I think tomorrow the embargo lifts. So it, it's a full seven or eight days before the release of the game that the embargo is going to lift. And we're going to get reviews. And a lot of chatter I've been hearing is that that's a very positive thing. Because if it if it wasn't going to be good, they would have let the embargo go like a lot of games do right up until the day or two before release. Usually Mondays before release, they lift the embargoes. So I'm really looking forward to hearing some reviews. Kind of funny is going to be doing a review on it, which should be posting Monday or maybe Tuesday. Can't wait to hear it. I really am looking forward to hearing what everyone has to say. It looks like it's such a mashup of all these different genres that everyone loves. I saw one review that said, hey, Horizon made me fall in love with open world games. I didn't read much of it because it's, I don't want to get anything spoiled, but I do want to hear positive things about it like that. So we'll see. Uh, so that's coming out next Tuesday, so you can expect to hear quite a bit on that probably two weeks from now. I'm sure Victor and I will convene, and along with whoever else is going to pick it up. Uh, hopefully, if I talk about it enough, I'm sure Dennis will buy it. So, uh get Dennis to, to buy it and then join us. I think Sundays are bad for him because of work, which sucks. Um, so we're going to, we'll talk quite a bit about that. Uh, then shortly after that is Ghost Recon Wildlands, which honestly I haven't heard a lot of great things about that the story, but again, this was kind of a, a tech or a let's play set up by Ubi that the story just didn't seem... Like it drove anywhere. You were just kind of killing people and there was no real story or motivation behind it. So kind of scares me, but with my buddy Andrew, we'll probably get it just to play multiplayer together. Uh, talk, you know, be able to shoot the shit while we play and be a little tactical at times. We'll see. Uh, but what I did pick up yesterday as my second game a game that I had spoke about a couple weeks ago with you guys was Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I picked that up and I picked up the first DLC pack because I watched the trailer and I may have spoke about this, or a Let's Play, and Kevin Smith is in the zombie mode. So that is pretty cool. Also, David Hasselhoff. How the fuck can you go wrong with the Hoff and Kevin Smith? Uh, so I picked that up. 
uh, right now, I think one one of my buddies at work has it, uh, but didn't really pick it up for the multiplayer. Wanted to pick it up for the story because I've heard a lot of good things about the story itself and the zombies. I'm hoping my buddy Andrew picks it up at some point. We can co-op some zombie mode together. But uh, it was a pretty big download, and I kept playing survival mode in Division yesterday while it was downloading with Andrew. So really took a lot of time for the download. Left it on overnight. Woke up. It was ready to go. I jumped into the main story, and holy cow, is it good. It is a very good story. I don't know. I have a couple missions in based on a couple of trophies pinging for completing missions. The story is really cool. The gameplay is is amazing. It's I for I don't play a lot of the story mode on Call of Duty because I've always kind of jumped into the multiplayer and then bah, bah, fuck multiplayer and these seven year olds killing me constantly. But based on some things I had heard about the main story, I was like, oh, I'm gonna give it a try. Plus with the Kevin Smith and fucking David Hasselhoff, I had to pick it up. Uh, and man, is it good. It's so fluid and feels right. And it just, there's a little bit of flying in it, which I was kind of hesitant as soon as I got into the jackal and it let me fly. I was like, oh, geez, this is going to be, this is No Man's Sky flight all over again. But it really wasn't. It, It was, it was just, enough that you didn't feel totally pissed off you know it it lets you get the hang of it pretty quick and it's not overly complicated and it's and it's fun and you have missiles and cannons and guns and so you have all the and flares so you're you're constantly doing something and like i said you never feel like you're in over your head at least up to this point and it, it's fun like it i i know i've said this about a few games but just the the way the story the story is and the the graphics are amazing and the flu the fluidity of the gunplay and just fighting and the enemies and all that kind of stuff is so good that I'm contemplating picking up when it goes on sale like Black Ops three. I I think I have advanced warfare, but I think there was one oh, there was probably a modern warfare in there that I might pick that up just to play the campaigns. And yes, I've bought these before because the this campaign is so good and it's the acting is so good and Jon Snow's in it. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is in it. You know, there, there's a bunch of big name actors in it. I think the actress that played, oh, I can't think of her name now, from Uncharted, not Elena. Oh... This is a bad move. Uh, hold on. I got to Google this. Chloe. Jesus. Lose my nerd card for that one. So, very cool. Very good. Lots of fun so far. There's there's some upgrades you can do, some loadouts you can do in-game. There's some most wanted. So, there's there's some quote-unquote side quests, things that kind of keep you into it. Uh, it. I definitely am having a good time with it. I'll report more the farther I get with it. I'm not going to lie, after 
the 28th when Horizon comes out. Probably not going to pick up a lot of it uh, unless my buddy Andrew picks it up. Then we'll probably play some zombies together because I don't know if I doubt Horizon has any multiplayer aspects. Or I don't know, I should say. I find I, I'm uh, I'm wrong a lot here. So I'm going to say I don't know if it does, but I can't. Uh, th that's It's been fun. The DLC, you know, there's three or four DLC packs. I'm assuming four based on season pass price versus DLC price. A lot of fun. I'll, I'll, I will keep you guys updated. A uh, couple other things real quick. If you're listening to this before, well, if you listen to this on Sunday, U.S. Central Time, there is a PlayStation Flash sale going on. And some of the games are Bloodborne for $18, Broken Age Brothers ESO, 18 bucks, Grand Theft Auto V, 30 bucks. They've sold 75 million copies of GTA V. I can't imagine people still don't have that game. Shadow of Mordor, game of the year, $8. That's a fun game for 8 bucks. I'd definitely pick that up. Uh, and then I think uh, Infamous Second Son is 8 bucks, and that's actually a pretty good game. There's some issues people have with the game, but like the the environment and everything is really cool. So if you're <coughs> excuse me looking for some cheap games, PlayStation Flash Sale going on now through through Monday at 11 Eastern. So get in on it if you can. I typically check PlayStation every week for flash sales. They've had some developer sales going on, which I spoke about I think a week or two ago. So there's there's a lot going on over there. Um, so keep your eye on that if you're looking for sales. Both consoles. Oops, sorry. I'm still on the fence, or I'm still contemplating getting Forza Horizon 3. I've heard a lot of great things about that. So that's probably next on my list when I have extra income. But I have a lot to do in the studio rec room basement here yet before I can do that. So... Uh, oh, wrong mouse. So that's on the list. And then the the other piece of news that I wanted to get out there. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has a release date and a price. In true uh, Sony kind of remastering, uh, 40 bucks, Just like the latest Ratchet & Clank, which was really good. 40 bucks, And that comes out June 30th. So that's really not that far away. And the screenshots and things that they have put out there looks really, really good. So, and again, the the Insane Trilogy includes Crash, Crash Boot Bandicoot Two, Cortex Strikes Back, and Crash Bandicoot Warped. So that is the uh, what's included. So you're getting three games for forty bucks. Granted, I don't know how long they are. It's been a while since I've played those, and obviously, I don't think I beat them because I don't beat anything, so, uh, oh, that was, could have been taken dirty, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode, episode 41 of ASA Game Talk, thank you for joining us, 
I wanted to remind everyone, head on over to ASAPodcasting.com. Click on that Amazon link. Send a little bit of love back our way. Help support the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, charity that is near and dear to the, to the hearts of those of us here at ASA Podcasting. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you'd like to join the show, send me an email, asagametalk.com. Oh, nope, asagametalk at gmail.com. Also, I put out a PSA last week about the Game Talk Awards. Remember, if you play a game that you really like, like For Honor, like Sniper Elite 4, send some audio feedback. Keep in mind, those are the rules this year. has to be audio feedback, and tell us why you like the game. Just don't send me a three-second feedback saying, Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, tell me why you like it. Tell me what, what's good about it. You know, pitch it a little bit. Give a give us like a thirty second elevator pitch, if you want, on why other well why other people should play it. Uh, it's got to come out in twenty seventeen. That those are the standing ASA Game Talk Award rules. The game must have released in the calendar year that the award ceremony is being held, or is yes, uh, audio feedback. GameTalkAwards at gmail.com, I think. Hold on here. I didn't put this in my notes. Yeah, GameTalkAwards at gmail.com. That is going to be the email address you send audio feedback only to, uh, talking about games that you're enjoying, games that come out this year. And then, like I said, I'm hoping every quarter or so, maybe every six months, to go through them and start compiling the list. I have a discussion with Victor and hopefully some others can join in, talk about the games, kind of narrow them down, put them in categories, things like that. So head over to the uh, the feed, download ASA, or the Game Talk Awards PSA for more information on that. I ramble a lot there also. Imagine that. So again, for episode 41... Thank you for listening. Be sure to head over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, share, Stitcher, all your podcast uh, catchers, if you will. Until next time, keep gaming. Uh, Copy that, Roger Rabbit. Thank you for listening to this episode of Game Talk. Be sure to check us out on the web, asapodcasting.com. There you can get links to all of our other shows, as well as use our Amazon banner. Click on the banner, go to Amazon, buy whatever you want. Doesn't cost you a thing. Throws a little bit of love back our way for sending traffic to Amazon. We will also be donating anything above a set amount to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, a charity that is very near and dear to the hearts of those of us here at ASA Podcasting. Again, thank you for listening to Game Talk. Go to asapodcasting.com, check out our other shows. We'll talk to you soon. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.